What up, everybody? Welcome back to On the Break. It's J Mac, Josh VG, Kyle Beats is somewhere that we don't know where he is. Josh, what's going on, my man? Long time no talk. What's up, dude? It's good to be back. Um, I had to give Kyle Kyle crap because uh, he had he had problems with his with his computer charger, so he couldn't join us. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Are you kidding me? This guy can't get his computer charger fixed." And I thought back, and I was like. Wait, I think I made this excuse before at one point. I think you did. I left my computer charger at like work or something like that and had to drive up 45 minutes to go and get it. So I was like, ah, I'll give it to you, Kyle. I'm relatively positive that that is absolutely true that that happened at one point. So, I mean. Oh, it it did. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And and he, so I love that he was like, well, I'm going to try to run up there on my break today to the Apple store and just pick one up. But somehow he ended up making an appointment. I don't really think you need an appointment to buy a charger for a computer unless there's something more fundamentally wrong with said computer then that might be a different story so or i think we need COVID thing true that's a good point but i was gonna say yeah. we may need more information like i, I trust him 100 percent, but i just think that it's mm. hilarious that his dog tore his charger and now he can't get on the computer you know <laughs> oh i trust him 100 percent. but when it comes to yeah. technology we know how he is with this stuff oh yeah for sure hey, you know he got sold on stuff he's gonna come back with a real with a real different computer some absolute rig of a computer that he doesn't right. need at all <laughs> Well, yeah, man, it's been a weird, weird time for, to be off of doing this show. And it like literally it physically pained me to be not be doing this show over the last like month, even though we all have like pretty good excuses. Like I'm not going to go into it a whole bunch, but like my wife and I had our first child a t- couple weeks ago and like you guys have had stuff going on and like you had some back stuff going on and like Kyle Dude, had back tri- surgery. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I didn't know you, if you had wanted- a baby and I had back surgery. Kyle's computer's. <laughs> doesn't have a charger yeah i mean you know all huge things all huge things and it it's just it was a really weird time and it like it's a remorseful time for us to be gone i think because like there's so yeah. much that i feel like we ended up kind of staying quiet on very unintentionally and that was definitely not the intent the the you know the goal of, of that by any means and so the timing is just is really rotten so it you kind of brought it up pre-show like i think we're just going to catch up today about a lot of the shit that's going on in the world and some of the injustice that's going on too and and you know talk about covid talk about the nba season and getting started because it's actually I, I guess happening we'll get into that in a bit but like there's a lot going on dude <laughs> yeah for sure and we're, we're not gonna we've never been a show that skims over the controversial stuff right no. we were talking about China as soon as it happened and about Hong Kong as soon as it happened. We, we talk about all the controversial stuff and we weren't trying to do that with our hiatus. It just happened at a horrible time for all of us. Yeah. Um, Kid just showed up on me. Your back just went out on you. You know, it just... <laughs> right. um, so we're, we're going to have a more in-depth episode coming up and we're, we're working on bringing guests and things like that for, for everything that's going on within the, um, all, the, all the racial tension that's going on. Um, but for right now, we'll just it's just kind of a catch up, like you talked about. And we'll we'll make some quick hitters on everything that is going on. Really, um, the NBA is talking about coming back, dude. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't envision it happening for whatever reason. I'm pretty skeptical. Actually, I know what whatever reason is. It's the fact that we're in the middle of a hundred year pandemic. Right. <laughs> like I don't think I feel like so. Like everybody's excited, and so I got into it with some people about this on Twitter this morning, and and like we were talking about baseball, but it's the same concept. Like I want baseball, I want basketball back, I want everything back to quote unquote normal. Like we're we're living in a new normal going forward here, and and we have to accept that. 
But like, I want all those things back too. But I also want don't want it back at the expense of people's health. And like, we're talking about something that's incredibly contagious right now. And I just the the what little we know about it is what scares me the most. And so I just. You know, with all that stuff, I just, I honestly don't see an NBA season happening. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, glad to hear that you, well, I guess I'm not glad to hear, but it's interesting that you're on the same page as that. Yeah, dude. It, like, so here's the list of, here's the list that I'm looking at Jokic, Buddy Heald, and Malcolm Brogdon, dude. Those are all big. That, that's not like little players. They're, right. They've all tested positive. Yeah. And, they may be asymptomatic, but that doesn't mean that they can play. If you test positive, you can't play. Right. So otherwise, you'll infect people. You can't play for two weeks. Like, what? what's going to happen whenever they all go and get in the same room and all are – and it's not like they're closing off everybody from everything. You're still in – all together in Orlando. Yeah. In these resorts, you know. Um, we were talking what's about – What's going to happen when you have four or five people on one team go positive and then you're – like, four out of your eight rotation is gone? Yeah. I mean, that's very possible. And – you know, we talked about it in our, our group chat this morning. Like, I do not understand why they are choosing Disney World to do this and not somewhere out in the middle of nowhere that's not a hotbed for disease spread right now. I I, I realize that we're kind of like that in a lot of spots around the, the U.S. specifically right now. But, like, Florida is one of the worst places you could have. And, I mean, we live in Texas, so we can say that because Texas would be equally as bad. Arizona would be equally as bad. I mean, there's just... The the actual having it in Florida seems insane to me. Right, right, and the, and Disney World just came out and said they're pushing back their opening date to July seventeenth. So what are we doing here, dude? I I don't I don't know what's going on. I I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I saw that they were saying, um, I'm I'm pulling this exact thing up because I was looking at this right before we logged on. Uh, they're saying that, so this was so Kevin Smith uh, is an NBA writer. Put this out this morning of kind of how they're going to handle it. So uh, the Orlando Magic CEO Alex Martin's uh, told the Orange County, Florida officials that the NBA games will be played all day long at three different facilities at ESPN Worldwide of Sports Complex at Walt Disney. Also, there will be stringent sanitation uh, between. Uh, or, excuse me a stringent sanitation process between games. The assumption most around the NBA have is that each game will host two, or sorry, each facility will host two to three games per day. First game will probably start early afternoon, then a break for a two plus hour cleaning. Then the next game staggered schedule between the three facilities for TV windows. So, I mean, at the minimum, they're thinking out how it's going to work and, and, and what's, you know, because like I, we talked about this at the very beginning of this whole thing. Like, you've got to operate that you are under the the premise that you are coming back at some point. So it sounds yeah. to me like they're at least trying to figure out how this could work. I just don't see how that realistically happens. Yeah, and I think you're right in that you have to push forward as it's going to happen. But dude, like, they're going to test people every si like game time decisions for every single person in the entire league. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Game time decisions for every single person in the entire league. You can't tell me that there won't be a game seven between the Lakers and the Clippers and Kawhi gets tested positive or LeBron gets tested positive and they sweep that under the rug. You can't tell me that that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, this sets some scenario like that up almost perfectly. It really does. And I just, you know, with that all being said, I, I just don't see how you do this safely given the nature 
of the sport. And like you introduce just a little bit of this kind of fear into guys' heads that are going out there trying to play in a very tough competitive environment to begin with. And you kind of set up a disaster for chaos, like a situation for chaos. Avery Bradley just said that he wasn't going to come. And that, and that, like, that's understandable. His kid has respiratory issues. Right. You and, know, so he can't take those. He can't take those chances. And dude, he's a rota- he's like a seventh or eighth guy for the Lakers. Like he's a big time rotation player that comes in and plays lockdown D and knocks down a three. Like he's a big time player. This isn't some twelfth person off the bench guy. This is a this is a rotation player. That's honestly they were my favorite to win before this, and now I think I have the Bucks. Yeah, it, it helps the Bucks in that way. But I mean, according to Kyle, Avery Bradley is a, a not a difference maker at all. And like, I I, I, th- I think he is. Like, I, I like, agree with you, and I also think that like the those kinds of players add up. It's not just about LeBron, and it's not just about AD. It's not about that stuff. It's about the guys around them too that. Per- participate in like they haven't played in three months and this is not just the Lakers now but like teams haven't played in three months and so there's not a whole lot of team chemistry to begin with and then you start plucking guys out dude yes yeah and it's like I speaking of which (laughs) go ahead speaking of not playing for three months I got my first hot take here I think that the team that wins the biggest of not playing in three months is the are the Rockets say more so all the other offenses are predicated on, on moving and having joined up movement, right? And having this screen set at this time and this roll happen at this time and this cut happen at this time. The Rockets aren't. They have four people to stand there and James Harden goes to work. And I think that's really going to really gonna help them and that they don't have to move around on, on offense. I think that it also helps the Bucks because they have the easiest defensive scheme to run. Other teams have to do, do like a lot of switches and – um, and helping the helper and, and rotating multiple times. The Bucks just pack everything into the paint constantly and give up the three-point line. So I think it helps more than anybody else. I, I th- it takes, for me, the Rockets, who were a fringe competitor for me previously, and puts them into a serious competitor. I, I have my top three in the West are Lakers, Clippers, Rockets. Mm. Interesting. I, I will, I'll do you one better, too, to add to your your theory here. You could also make the case that the Rockets play no defense, in which case they're not getting close to guys, in which case they're not going to get as sick as maybe other teams <laughs> will, so on and so forth. That's fair. And it's genius. I, 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 all, I, the, all that Dan Tony needed was a 100-year pandemic. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that with Maury being so – that thing with China, I think that ultimately the Rockets released this released the coronavirus. I think that's what happened. Mm. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – it's just retaliation is all that is. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so a good point I'm though. On the, I'm on the, the Rockets don't play defense, so it helps them weirdly. But I'm also on the Bucks play the best defense in the league and play this really simplified defense where they just jam everybody in paint, so that helps them as well. I think anything that's really nuanced is going to end up being hurt in in the playoffs this mm-hmm. year. Anything that's really so like the Nuggets, like I don't see them doing well. Even though previously, like previously, they were a French competitor for me. I don't even know if I have them in that range. If they are in that range, they're at the very bottom of that range now because they're so everything they do is so nuanced and the movement is so quick. And also it relies on passing bigs and all their bigs are really great passers like Mason Plumlee. uh, Geez, we're out of practice, too. I'm forgetting his name. Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic are all great passers, but. I trust a guard to be able to keep that high level of passing better than I do a big. 
Yeah, and that's fair. I so my thing about like trying to really figure out where thing like wh- how this benefits anybody and whatnot is the fact like it where I struggle is the fact that I haven't seen anybody play in three months. Right, and so it's like, I like all that holds true, assuming they're able to just pick back up and do what they did. But like, I, well, I, don't, know, think, like, I don't think they, I don't think they will. That's why, well, right, right. For, That's what I'm yeah. saying though. Like, all, like rockets or whatever. Like all that assumes that they are able to continue to per- execute on the level that they were executing at before all this happened. And like, I mean, you've seen the pictures of James Harden that came out lately. That those pictures are terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's, that's my other thing is, like, is he going to cut? Because the Rockets are already, they came out with a statement and said, we're going to run less ISO ball. It's like, what are you going to run then? If you're not running ISO ball, that's all you've ever run. Are you putting in plays? I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're doing there. So I'm, I'm much more of a fan of them just running ISO ball with Harden and letting that happen. But I, I don't know. Is there a more Rockets thing than to put out a statement saying, hey, we're going to run more ISO ball? Yeah, I don't know. It's the well, most they said, less, they said less ISO ball. Or less, excuse me. Uh, yeah. But that's the, the most rocket sounding fucking thing I've ever heard. Really yeah, is. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Maybe it's just like less with James Harden and more with I guess. Austin Rivers. I don't, I don't know. I, I think it really benefits the teams that ne- didn't necessarily have the biggest shot. Um, like we talked about the Celtics. We talked about Philly. We talked about, um, I'm trying to think in the, like we talked about some of the teams in the West that even are a little further down that, could potentially have a window here if things just happen to break the right way. And like, yeah. I think that's what almost upsets me in a lot of ways is that we're probably like, as- assuming we come out of this season with a champion, the odds of like, it- it's not that it'll be tainted or anything like that. I'm not even saying that, but it just, I, I don't, it's really hard to like match that up against all the others. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I think it'll be pretty tainted depending upon if it's just, business is normal and nobody nothing really happens with covid then it, i don't think it'll be tainted but i can't imagine us not running into like a lakers bucks finals and either Giannis or lebron goes down and then either Giannis's first championship is tainted or lebron's last championship is tainted or whatever right. you know and then you have to i can't think, imagine that not happening i'm with you and then you have to think that like you you also run the possibility of like so like someone like lebron's a great example I, there are other Giannis is a great example Big star players in this league, right? Like, those guys are going to be going out and playing every single night versus some of your role players that may not be. So they're going to put themselves at risk even more so than others, in which right. case, as you keep going down the road, like, I, I mean, are we going to get to a situation where we're watching, like, you know, some bullshit-ass finals that doesn't really, is not nearly reflective of what we should be seeing in the finals? That's right. There's a very real possibility of that. Right, and I think that, this whole thing also really helps the magic a lot because they're so heavily defense and grit and grind team. Like that's just go out there and hold people to 70, you yeah. know, and that's, and that's all they have to do. Cause they, they don't really have any type of offensive nuance. Their offense is get the ball in a, in a uh, big guy. Uh, geez, dude, we're Vucevic. Vucevic. I almost yeah. said Jokic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's we're knocking the rust off too, but I think it helps them a lot. Um, I think that it gives them a better chance just because they're so defense oriented. Look at what they, they beat the Raptors last year, just straight on defense in game one. And I was, and everybody, I specifically was saying they could surprise some people. And then the Raptors rattled off four in a row on them. Yeah. But um, they're the same team as they were last year. Just put the clamps on somebody and nobody's going to be very polished this time of year round. You could see a seven or an eight seed win the first round, I think. You definitely could, I, I, but I think teams like 
the Mavericks probably have a better shot at something like that that were that are probably more on the come up. I, I don't think there's any possible way that. I mean, Orlando was five games under 500, right? Like before we stopped everything. So, like, I, I just, I, I think there are higher possibilities for teams that have a higher window like that, or a, a a bright future more than anything else. I don't know what the hell's going on in Orlando, dude. You're gonna hate me for this, but okay. my two losers of this entire thing were the Celtics and the Mavericks. Really? Say more. Because they have they have young uh, stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I, I just don't think that. A, a young guy, like I have a lot more faith in a LeBron coming out and doing what he needs to do, or a Kawhi, mm-hmm. than I do a Jason Tatum or a Luca. Oh, for sure. But I'll well, and it's proven success track record, right? Like that's, I mean, that's a given. But I'll say this: I think for both of those teams, though, I think that they, so Dallas more so than the Celtics, but I would say that they've probably accomplished what they set out to accomplish this year. Which oh, is definitely. Get better, learn how to gel together, figure out what pieces you still need, develop your young guys and the superstars. Yeah, the Mavericks, this isn't a loss for them. No. Uh, the Celtics, a little bit more so, maybe, but I don't think the expectation was super high after losing Al Horford and, you know, some of those things that happened in the offseason going into this year. Uh, I, I thought mean, it was. I, I thought they still had pretty high expectations. Yeah, I but they were, they were supposed to be a three seed. I mean, they are a three seed, but I mean, I don't think that anybody thought that they could beat. Milwaukee in any way shape or form or the Sixers really I mean the Sixers ended up being somewhat inept in a lot of ways so like that kind of worked to the Celtics advantage but I don't I don't I I personally never saw them winning a championship not even not not even really probably sniffing one really yeah I mean I kind of figured it'd be pretty similar to last year obviously I have high hopes and everything but I mean the the Kimba thing I don't know Gordon Hayward that whole thing you know what? I would rather just get out of that Gordon Hayward contract after this year and move on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I, also high on the Sixers. They're, they're I'm high on them. That's not I think shocking. It makes them better. That is not yeah, shocking yeah. to anybody that listens to this show. Yeah, just because they're so defensively minded and they're just so big. Like defense is going to be at a premium. This is going to be the defense. Uh, the defense playoffs. You think so? I, I don't. I would not be shocked if we had a couple of uh, series averaging the ninety points versus the hundreds. Well, it's also easy to say that when the last like five to ten uh, final series have been just shoot the lights out of the gym for both teams. That's kind, yeah. of, kind of been the mo. Not a whole lot of, not nearly as much defenses, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like you mean like saying that this year is going to be the defensive year compared to like the five to six years? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've had Golden yeah. State. It's, I mean, that's what they do. Is they just score I, buckets, you know? Right, right. And and the teams that were around LeBron were just shooting shooting threes like crazy too but what i mean is i think that we're going to have a couple of series average in the 90 points average in the 90 points mm-hmm. wow 90 point range like 90, 90s to night to 100 range mm. Interesting. talking like like those i think actually the lakers celtic series were almost in the 80s ranges but uh like i think we're gonna have series like that you mean back in the day right no, I mean like the Kobe and Kobe and Garnett stuff was like in the eighty point range. Got it, got it. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that I I would have to look back, but I believe that's it's in that in that range of because you had a whole like that's that was Doc Rivers' thing was the defensive minded, you know, the whole. I mean, everybody was like that back then. It was yeah. all it was all about how well you clamped down on defense, and it was they we were still in the rules and the era and the play style of the big man, but there wasn't a good enough big man out there to go out there and average 30 points like there was with Shaq, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a, it was kind of like 
everybody played from the post, but nobody really had, really had the skill to play from the post. Like even like if you look back at old Kobe and even younger Kobe, the vast majority of his points scored were from the post, just because that was the way to score. Right. Like nobody was going out there and shooting threes like crazy. Sure. Um, but I, I think we're not going to see that type of play style. But I think that we'll see scores put up like that. I think that the percentages shot from the floor are going to significantly drop and better defenses are going to take more advantage of that interesting Hmm. once again that predicates on this actually happening (laughs) oh yeah for sure which i don't think it will happen yeah but i i think that we'll get closer and closer and more and more people are gonna come out positive and it's just gonna know and you know one of the things that scares me about it too we'll kind of go back to the actual like disease part of it and all that and the likelihood of it happening too is like like I saw today, right before we came on the air, that the Red Sox president was like, "Oh well, you know, we could we could potentially have fans in the stands by by the fall." And it's like, "No, dude, yeah. no, no, no." <laughs> this is the Red Sox president. Yeah, and it's just like, no, 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 no. Like we probably shouldn't be doing this to begin with. We definitely don't need to put fans in stands. We just what's don't. the overall consensus around baseball? Because the NFL is pretty pretty much like this. Yeah, we'll have full season. Well, you know, <laughs> baseball, it sucks because the the timing for this really stunk for baseball because they're about to renegotiate their CBA next season. Ooh, and so it, it came up right before that happens. And, and, you know, there's, you know, they got into the situation where owners realized they were going to take a massive hit. They, so they agreed to like prorated salaries and then, you know, for basically the game, you know, adjusting the amount of games that are going to play. And they left some language in there that was something to the effect of like, well, you know, if there are no fans in the stands, it leaves room for like negotiation further with the owners. It, it was very loose language, but it let it did legally leave room for interpretation. And so, you know, owners obviously don't want to take a what they're calling a four billion dollar hit for fans not being in the stands, which I can't understand that. But like at the end of the day, like these franchises, no matter what sport it is, are investments, and and as you know, investments don't always go up in value. And right. one thing I will like, one thing that I'm really proud to see the NBA do is, you know, there was not a whole lot of talk of, oh, we're not paying people. There's not a whole lot of talk of, uh, like, owners really kind of bit the bullet for the most part. Not all of them did, but for the most part, they bit the bullet and said, you know what, like, this is just one of those overhead costs that, that you know, the, the situation dictates. And we got to keep playing people and, or paying people in. Major League Baseball did not handle it very well in that way. And so, I mean, it seems like, I mean, they only came to an agreement two or three days ago, so they're still really, really early into what the precautions and all that stuff is going to be. We don't know any of that yet. They're going to give it a whirl, though. And they've been playing baseball in, in Korea and all that kind of stuff, but the difference is that they've got their testing and everything under control. And I just, like you were yeah. mentioning the, earlier with the NBA, like you're going to have guys that are coming straight off the court. We're going to be testing and all that stuff right away. And it's like, is this really the best use of these resources to be using these on NBA players one after another after another? I mean, it is to keep them safe, but like there's 120,000 people that have died of this. And I mean, we're looking at like probably close to 200,000 by the end of the year. Yeah, and that was the that was Silver's concern up front was and dude, I love we we praised Silver on this show for this was that he said I don't want to use all of the resources that America has in order to keep my league going. Sure. Right at one point uh the Jazz and the Thunder combined had used 40% of Oklahoma's <laughs> capacity for testing. It was something crazy. Jesus. And that was when Gobert <laughs> tested positive. Yeah, I didn't um, hear that. But yeah, dude, it was it was insane. And <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to be honest. The, uh, the back medicine drugs are kicking in right now. So I might be pulling that number out of my ass. I don't know what, honestly, I don't know what's happening right now. Well, but, but at the time, uh, like the, there weren't, but at the time there weren't a whole lot of tests. So like, no, yeah, that it was definitely a significant amount of Oklahoma's testing capacity was used on the Mavericks or excuse me, the, uh, the thunder and, and the jazz at that given time to the point of it was irresponsible to use it on 10 people whenever right. we had a hundred tests out there. Right. But now America has, is doing a much better job at just overall testing and our testing capacity is much higher. I'm not as worried about the NBA using a significant amount of America's, uh, Supply. I, I don't think that it's that's the case anymore. Even if they're testing people multiple times a day, but we're I think that we're fine there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, it's hard to say on that. I'm I'm not really sure, but I mean, I know that you know, like we're, <laughs> you know, and there's a lot that goes into that too, right? And there's the whole, you know, the people that are that find the need to politicize a sci- a scientific issue, you know, and, and there's all that shit that's going on too. And it's like, you know, I understand all that and everything, but like. There are just much bigger things at, at hand right now. And, and like I say that as like someone who's watched sports just about every day of my life. And, yeah. you know, that I, I literally have, you know, a company that <laughs> like is built around talking about sports. Like I love sports, but I just I, at the end of the day, you have to understand what the bigger picture is here. And it's people's safety. Yeah, I agree. And and ultimately. You, I, I don't. I don't know what I would do if, if I was silver, silver right mm-hmm. now because silver has far and away been the best commissioner in sports since he hit the office. Um, Stern was okay. He was middle of the road. Um, but silver's been fantastic and he's always been all about the player's safety. Mm-hmm. And I think that at this time he's doing the right thing and that you have to press forward and you have to do this. You have to try just in case. Yeah, exactly. Just in case something happens, if it doesn't work out, then you can say that you gave it your all and that that's you true. tried. But what's going to happen, what's what we need silver not to do is get so far down the road that he doesn't start seeing the signs that something shouldn't happen. He goes, no, we've done all this work. We're going to keep on going, which I don't think that silver's about that. Silver's always been really quick to pivot whenever he should. But, um, that's my concern here with with going going towards it. Mm-hmm. I hope that he can take a step back whenever we're at August the fourteenth and the the um, eight seeds are about to about to play in, and we have like four or five people test positive. I hope that he can take a step back and say and reevaluate and say, should we actually have this season? Right, and like you look at things like, I mean, we're starting to move towards mandatory orders for masks and things like that right now. You know, especially particularly in Florida. And it's like, you know, however you feel about that, like regardless, however you feel about that, it's one of those things where like, I I don't understand how you can say everybody in the state of Florida needs to be wearing a mask. uh, But these NBA players who are all playing right around each other, they're okay to play without them. I don't understand how that 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 logic doesn't add up to me. Dude, what doesn't add up to me is we were having this exact same conversation two months ago, three months <laughs> no. ago. Like, I feel like I'm in the fucking twilight zone, dude. Why are we talking about dude. Florida giving the issue to order to do masks again? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, like, I'm with you. It's crazy. I, I, it blows my mind, dude, that people are acting like this thing doesn't exist. It, it, it's real. It's one of those things. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, remember whenever you like you were a kid and like. Uh, there'd be these things that would happen, whatever it is. Like, you, you know, you'd be in a class, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to fail this class. But somehow you just, you managed to pass and you just don't really know how it happened. It just sort of happened and 
Yeah, okay, you know, fine, whatever, you move on. Uh, you know, it happens all the time, and, and you don't really think about how it got done, but somebody came by and cleaned it up. I think everybody just thinks that the next guy is going to clean this mess up. And, yeah, and, and that's what, that's the way that flipping <laughs> society has become nowadays. That would, I'm going to get on my soapbox, but it's like if there were 10 of us together, and we all 10 went outside, and four of us were stabbed to death, and then we went back inside and waited inside for 30 minutes and then said, oh, nobody got stabbed in 30 minutes. Let's send some more people back outside. Yeah, that's, that's insane. <laughs> this, 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 is, this whole thing is like. It's circular, and it's it's like, man, I get it. I don't like I don't like it. Like, I just had to have a fucking, you know, my wife, had, like, I had to be there with my wife while she had a, a child in the middle of a pandemic that was not a comfortable situation to be in. I bet. Like, yeah, it's, and you, I mean, you having back surgery, same kind of thing. Like, this is not a good time to, to you know, be putting your hand up and saying, I want to run into a hospital. It's not did comfortable. You, <laughs> did either of you guys have to get the test? Uh, my wife did. How'd she, how'd she feel? Uh, so she uh, she uh, was negative on it, but uh, I had to. So they had they were doing whenever you walked into the hospital, they did like the screening stuff where they take your temperature yeah. and ask if you've had any of the symptoms and kind of stuff like that. They did that every day. So yeah. I mean, you know, they're doing the best they can, and and everybody's doing the best they can as much as possible. And I th I do think that it seems to me like based on a lot of the chatter and stuff I see online and whatnot that. People have come around to take it a little bit more seriously, but this is what you were talking about like really early on. Like we need to take this seriously. So we're not taking it seriously for the next five years. Right. Exactly. And, and ultimately like that's what we haven't done. We haven't taken it seriously. We took it seriously for the two months and then it's exactly, it's, it's exactly what I said. Nobody got stabbed in 30 minutes. So we said, Oh, it must be clear. Yeah. Send your boys back out, you know? Um, but the reason why I asked about the, the virus test. So what happened with me for the listeners, um, I had this, I worked out March the 28th and I had this really weird pain in my leg that felt like it was just sore, but it felt like it had been sore for, it felt like I hadn't worked out for five years and then I came back and worked out and it was like that type of soreness. Like it was mm -hmm. bad soreness. Yeah. And then it kept going. And about three weeks later, I started realizing I've been dealing with the soreness for a long time. So I went to the doctor and they, uh, they said, yeah, this is this looks like a mild sciatic nerve problems. And there was another episode where I, where I like worked out again and then, and foam rolled my back and it just got really bad. It's so bad that I had to, I called the ambulance and they came and picked me up and oh. took me to the, to the hospital and gave me some morphine. I probably drunk texted you and Kyle for a little bit on that, <laughs> but on some morphine, but, um, went back to the doctor and, and we did MRIs and everything. And what had happened was, it was a disc herniation at my L, in my L4, L5 vertebrae, which is everybody in the world has a degenerative, degenerative disc disease. Mm -hmm. um, and it's where the outside layer of your, of your disc slowly gets erodes as you get older and older. And sometimes when it, when it erodes, there can be a crack in it and the inside jelly can fall out. Some people have – that's called a disc herniation. It's just like a hernia in your stomach where your guts spill out onto your uh, – past your muscles, right? Right. Well – <clears throat> that happened for me and it apparently disc herniations happen to people all the time and depending upon where they're at some people just don't even feel them at all some people will have really bad pain in their back and some people don't feel them even though they had a disc herniation mm -hmm. um i got unlucky in that the stuff that fell out landed on my sciatica nerve which is the biggest nerve in my body that runs through my leg sure and so the doctor like we did some tests and uh, I had numbness all throughout my leg, like severe pain in my leg. I couldn't move my toes. And she said, we need to go in and get that off before it kills your nerve and you end up losing your leg. Yeah. But, uh, so, so that was the, the minor surgery I had. We talked about the surgery. It was literally, 
an hour long surgery and I went back to work in the afternoon. I was yeah. drugged when I went back to work, but I still went back to work in the afternoon. It wasn't bad. Um, yeah. So I'm slowly recovering from that. But the reason why I had the COVID test is because they have to, have, they give you these COVID tests uh, before every procedure. That's why Claire got one as yep. well. But they did, did she get the brainstem swab or did she get like, yeah, because there's one that's like they stick a they stick a metal tube up your nose and hit your brainstem and pull it back out. And then there's one that they get up in the sinuses, dude. They, they stuck something deep in there, but it wasn't that, the brainstem one. That's what she had, the one that's in the sinus, like a new, normal flu test. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my god, I, in the brainstem, dude. Yeah, that, that was like the first one that came out. <laughs> that seems unnecessary. I know you can you can look up uh, well, like sure. like look up early COVID tests and you see these people go to the it looks like one of those I don't even know what the it, it looks like a big hook that they just yeah. stick up in your nose and get back in there but I mean it seems like they just probably it was had bad a, when it first came out it sounds like they had a, just a hook in a drawer and just decide hey let's stick <laughs> this up there and see what happens yeah yeah maybe this so, will fix but, him right right exactly <laughs> but <laughs> god dang it um, they're getting better and better so yeah. the, the tests aren't as bad now I, if most people most places have if you call them up and ask them for a test they'll give it to you immediately yeah so you made contact with somebody which we've all made freaking contact with somebody one of my buddies came over and hung out and the and it was the first time that I had hung out with anybody in person for legit since March <laughs> Uh-oh. and while he was here his wife texted me and my wife and says hey uh, a guy that's on my team was just tested positive for coronavirus Jesus as a heads Christ. up and i was like lewis go home dude get, get, the like, hell get out of my house, house right now <laughs> it's like god what horrible luck the next day the house goes up for sale yeah <laughs> that's it we're moving we can't beat this thing we're out of here right yeah man but it, dude, it's a weird yeah. time it's it's like it's not comfortable for anybody like nobody likes fucking wearing a mask on their face nobody does except yeah. for the fact that i thought about this the other day when i was at sam's it's great that nobody recognizes me in public in any way shape or form yeah, for sure. Throw some sunglasses like, on, man. It's great. It's great for, like, you don't have your adoring fans coming up to you and asking you for autographs constantly <laughs> now that you have your mask on, right? Yeah, exactly. No, it's really not. <laughs> that's not a thing. No, but it's just in general, like, it's, it's you know, one of those things. I mean, this plays right into my hand of not having to interact with people. It's great. But, like, you know, for such a people person, you know. But anyway, it, it's one of those things, though, that, like I said, nobody's comfortable doing this. Nobody wants to do it. It's not fun. It's not great. But it's not negotiable in this this sense like this is not a political issue it's, it's none of that it's a science thing and it's yeah. you know and, and like i love the people that are like oh well you know how do you listen to the cdc they change what they say every day and it's like well that's how learning works you learn exactly. new things about it every day and you you make adjustments that you didn't necessarily know before Dude, amen to that. Like the mark of a dynamic person is when you can be confronted with different evidence and change your opinion. Right. And that's what the CD has to do. CDC has to do every day. Is this is a brand new disease. It's not like they looked at the thing and said, "We know everything about this forever." Yeah. You know, like new information. The virus mutates. Right. Um. Every t- every time that they come out with it, they're not trying. Listen, the CDC isn't trying to keep you in your house, bro. You work at a construction site. Like no, like the government doesn't give a shit what you do. Right. They're trying to they're trying to keep a pandemic from from killing everybody. Right. Or from killing a vast majority of people. And my favorite too is like the whole like oh well they're infringing on my rights to go outside. And it's like first of all, no one said you can't go outside. No one said yeah. that. Number two. Like it's the exact same reason as to why they put stoplights in place. Yep. Are, like, should you stop at a red light? Definitely. Like they put it in place to keep people safe. Like, do you have to? Not necessarily, but you're taking right. a huge risk by not doing so. Right. And- Second, bro, you <laughs> failed kindergarten. I'm pretty sure they don't give a shit about you, and they're not concerned about whether or not not right. you in particular. Yeah, but the, the just these people that are doing. You. 
It's just like the vast majority of people have no reason to be concerned or about the government trying to keep them inside. Right. It's bizarre. It's very strange. Dude, you work at H&R Block. Like, they don't give a shit what you do. Yeah. Well, you know? it, it becomes this thing where, and, and again, I don't, I'm, we don't get into politics on this show. We're not going to do that by any means. But it it becomes this thing where we've gotten into, like, there's a, a there's one side and then there's the other. And that's it. There is no middle ground. There's no room for discussion. It's either I'm right or you're wrong. And there's no other way around it. And there's no middle ground. And there's a lot of reasons behind that as to why we've gotten to that place in the last, you know, five to ten years you know a lot of it involves social media and stuff like that and you know there's a lot of censorship involved and stuff going on there but like it's really interesting to see like this thing where it's like we've gotten to this place where there is no discourse there's no conversation there's no you know humans as a general rule have to hear this you know like they have to say hear these opinions and then these opinions and then these general facts that are kind of in the middle and then you have to under, like take those things and decide how you feel about things and like that's like disagreement is going to happen i love disagreeing with people it's one of my favorite things to do because it really un- deepens your knowledge and your understanding of how things work and you know like it's I, we talk about this on this show this uh, specifically like in sports like of how eye opening it's been to do this show for the last two and a half years together and hear how like you look at the game versus Kyle looks at the game versus how I look at the game and and you get a consortium of opinions where you can draw something that you you just understand all sides of it you know what i mean yeah. and like it's it's one of those things like it doesn't have to be an i'm right you're wrong thing and like humans need to have discourse so that they can actually work out how they feel they don't need to be everything doesn't need to be editorialized and shown like you don't always have to be told how you feel that's a very right. dangerous thing yeah i i agree dude i agree 100% i've been saying this for a, what it feels like a decade now the the major news companies are run by either a billionaire or multiple billionaires, and they have a vested interest in putting billions and billions of dollars into changing the way that you think mm-hmm. and getting you to line up so that you fit in this one box. Yeah. And you're exactly right in that politics has become so polarized that there's no discourse anymore. Mm-hmm. Rather, what's happening is you watch – you choose between all the different – Networks. major news network you choose yep. which one you think that you align with more and more and then over years you change all of your opinions to that one thing and what happens is you have two groups of drones and there's no dynamicism if that's even a word amongst people like you're so much more dynamic than just being completely left-leaning or you're so much more dynamic than just being completely right-leaning mm-hmm. go out and get your own opinions get unbiased news sources that are just there to give you the information don't have to have editorials like make your own opinions yeah and dude it it does seem like that where we have one side of the political spectrum that seems to think that this is all a hoax and then one side of the political spectrum that seems to take it a lot more seriously but also gets really frustrated with the other side of the political spectrum and attacks them Mm -hmm. like don't attack people yeah just tell them what you think like help them understand Understand. your stand yeah exactly if this thing is really real and you truly believe that you don't do any good by attacking people and calling them stupid even though i just did it a couple seconds ago (laughs) so that's my that's my b i don't even align i I, i'm kind of i don't even align with the political spectrum dude same but uh i'm on one spectrum but it's not a political one right um but uh (laughs) it doesn't help to call people 
call people idiots or get mad at them or defriend them on Facebook or like yeah. or just block them on Facebook. Give them more information and just hope that that helps because at the end of the day, if they're not wearing their mask, it's not affecting them as much as it is the people around them. Right. If I'm not wearing my mask, it's masks aren't there to protect me from stuff that's coming into my face. Masks are there to protect the spittle that's coming out of my mouth For and you. any type of runny <laughs> nose from going into other other people. Right. Masks. It, if two people are unmasked, there's a let's call it a hundred percent transmission rate. It's obviously not a hundred percent transmission rate, sure. right? But let's call it that for the sake of our argument. One person puts on a mask, they have a 15% chance, less likely chance of receiving the virus from the other person. Mm -hmm. But the person that didn't put on the mask and the other person has the mask on has an 85% chance less than the person that has the mask on because mm -hmm. the masks are there to keep you from spreading your own germs, not the other way around. So Correct. whenever you don't wear a mask, it's not about you taking taking Side. risks and thinking that the virus isn't there. Right. You could be carrying that virus and be asymptomatic and be passing it to people. It's about how are you selfish enough to put on a mask for 15 minutes when you're outside, you know? Yeah. Well, and like, it's really interesting too. Cause you kind of, like you talked about the, like the, the split decision on it. Like there's a, there's a, a, you know, one side that believes this and one side that believes that, and there's no common fact there. And that's, what's interesting thing about it. And like where the social media companies come into play on this is a really interesting thing because you look at something like Facebook and like the, the Facebook was designed, the algorithms at Facebook were designed in a very specific way to curate content for you, to show you the things that you want to see more often. And exactly. as you interact with things, it says, okay, Josh likes basketball. Let's show him more basketball things. And whenever you start to look at issues and you start to you know, fight with people online and you start going back and forth and quote unquote showing that guy how it is, you know, or whatever, uh, you know, you start to like it starts to show those algorithms that that's what you want more and you're interacting more and you're you're ultimately glued there to see it more and that like whenever you're there longer you see more ads they make more money etc 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 like there's a very vested interest in companies like Facebook to keep their mouths shut during times where like things are trying to work out you know work discourse out and like that's where like the censorship and all that stuff gets into uh, to play. And, and that's not worth going into on a basketball show. Cause it doesn't really matter, but like it, it's, <laughs> I don't it even is, feel like we're a basketball show anymore. Dude. I know, right. Well, so, I mean, there is no basketball. <laughs> if you're ready to go, I'm I'll go there with you. Yeah. But, but I, yeah. I just, sorry, go ahead. I think that's super interesting though, because that's something that we have. That's a problem that nobody saw coming somehow. We all knew how this worked, but nobody saw that problem coming. And so now we get to this place where it's like, Oh, well, we have to attack the other side or, you know, whatever side that is. We get to this point where we can't just turn on the news and just hear, okay, this is the facts. This is, this is why this is important. Take it and, and do what you want with it. Debate it out yourself and decide how you feel about it. And then, you know, go from there. It's you feel like this because this is how our side feels. And it's like, that's dangerous. That's not thinking for yourself. It, it, you, you had mentioned a bit ago, like you had said that uh, you had called people out for being stupid. It's not stupidity, really. It's ignorance. It's not. And, and people don't know this is happening to them. That's what scares me about it the most is that people don't understand that, like, like the, the natural human condition is to go home, like go to work every day. Right. You come home and you're like, oh, man, what a shit day. Well, let's get on Facebook. Oh, God, fuck. We've got the, the, the border wall crisis. Oh, look at these fucking liberals or look at these fucking. You know, like it, 
let me tell tell this guy how how it is you know and it's like that's not productive conversation like if we're all trying to sit here and trying to present views that's a different story but to sit there and just be like oh well, you're fucking stupid because you don't blah 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 like that like first of all human beings live for that shit that's why uh reality tv is a very very real uh thing that that particularly in america that people just eat the fuck up but right. like that that kind of discourse it, that's not discourse in what is meant to be human discourse because human discourse is meant for you and me to sit down and have an actual conversation and debate things out to fi figure out and understand how the other like how the other one feels about it but like whenever you can hide behind a profile where you don't necessarily have to have your name to it that's where things change yeah and i i think you hit the nail on the head in that facebook isn't trying to feed you their feed you your opinion no or excuse me they're not trying to feed you the correct information what they want to feed you is dopamine right and creating an algorithm that shows you what you want to see and shows you stuff that agrees with you constantly that's dangerous. how they feed you dopamine and they <laughs> yeah. get you to stay on there longer and then they shove more ads down your throat and get more revenue right like that's all facebook is trying to do and facebook is just it just makes an echo chamber yes anything you have i've seen multiple people that delete apps because they give them different opinions and they're sick of reading that stuff it's like dude i get that and i, I get that you feel like like you're being combated but maybe sometimes the best thing for a person to be more dynamic and to understand a little bit more is take 15 minutes out of your day and read a book that you don't agree with yes absolutely. just try to think about it absolutely you know? and that the, the times where i've done those things in my life personally have been the biggest growth experiences that i've ever gone through and they I've, I'm better for them because at the end of the day, at least if I sit down and I'm trying to argue my point, I can say, I respect where you come from on that. Here's why I think that doesn't add up. And I'm educated on understanding what those things are. And that's yeah. the point is there's this, it doesn't have to get to this whole, like some of my best friends do not agree with me politically or, you know, socially and things like that. And we have incredible relationships because we're able to, we're, we don't shy away from, we've also gotten to this point where it's like, oh, well, I have an unpopular opinion, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. And it's right. like, that's a dangerous thing too, because then you've got people that just aren't putting that stuff out there. And we're dealing with some of the, like the racial issues are a great example of that, of people that like, you know, are well-meaning like a lot, some people not all people by any means but like there are a lot of well-meaning people that you know do a lot of things to uh, you know you look at like people that are giving to like uh, you know these funds and things that are uh, bailing people that are looting out like that's not a good like it's not a productive thing to be doing well now giving to something like the ACLU that's going to help push those those agendas forward and, and rights for African-American people and, 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 and really help people. That's a good thing. And that's a well-intentioned thing, but it's whenever you kind of start to contort that and start to contort, you know, actual, like your actual intent, that's, that's where it, it, things get a little bit dicey here. And, and that yeah. is really interesting to me. It's an interesting topic and I don't really know how we get away from that. I really don't, but it's yeah, scary. It, it takes, Individual change. I saw a quote that today that was really good. It's uh, I'm trying. I'm gonna butcher it when I think of it, but it said, "The onus is on you to be a better person in the society that you were raised in." Absolutely. Or or even in, in the culture that you that you were raised in, or or even and I'll expand upon that and say that the household that you were raised in, like it's your job to make yourself better. And dude, there's a Japanese. I think it's a Japanese proverb that I love that says. And I'm heavily paraphrasing here, but it's one that I think about a lot where it's um, 
society is greatly benefited whenever people plant trees that they never expect to sit underneath the shade of. Yeah. And dude, for me, that's, that's a lot of what I try to dude. I've got a book on my, on my desk right here that says how to, how to give up plastic. Like, dude, all it does is cost me more money yeah. to give up plastic. All it does is cost me more of my convenience to give up plastic, but it's worth it to me because I'm trying to benefit the earth and trying to make the earth a better place. So like if you're, if you're heavily left-leaning Go read Trump's autobiography. If you're yeah. heavily right reading, go read my Malcolm X books, dude. I promise you. And if all they do is make you mad, then scale it back a little bit. Maybe yeah. if you're heavily left leaning, the next one you read is Dick Cheney's autobiography. Yeah. And maybe if you're heavily right leaning, the next thing that you read is um, White Fragility or something. Like, yeah. read something that just completely offends you, and then scale it back until you can start to understand. Okay, this is this is something that. I didn't quite agree with what this other guy was saying, but at least I know what he said, and I don't have to talk out of my ass when we're talking about him. Right. And I'm more in line with this. And just do, do just have something that resets your resets the bullshit that mass media feeds you every single day, regardless yes. of what what major news network they're you're watching. Dude, they're feeding you bullshit, it's and they're doing everything that they can <laughs> to make you the exact same person as your neighbor and have right. the exact same opinion as your neighbor because that's how they can control you. Right. And you want to talk about like, how, like we we're talking about it just a bit ago. Like you want to talk about how to start to defeat things like systemic racism and whatnot. It's little steps, but it's, it's, you know, the big thing is like not being quiet and not just sitting back and letting these things happen. Like I think, you know, we, we've seen a lot of these, these protests and things like that happening. And I, I couldn't be more glad for it in a sense that like it's about goddamn time you know like this it's insane the way that black people are treated in this country it is absurd it's sickening it's like it look i saw a video just before we came on on uh the air and it was just you know one of these videos where a bunch of white cops were attacking a black dude and it's just like it literally almost brought me to tears and like you know is that me. the one with that guy body slammed that guy yeah actually was and he and the guy didn't <laughs> even like, do anything. It didn't do anything, and it's like that shit happens every single day. And I, you know, while I haven't experienced that purpose, purpose uh, personally, excuse me, like I absolutely am, you know, I come from a place of white privilege. I've never experienced anything like that, not in a million years. But I, I so I can't relate to that. But what I can do is look at something like that and say that is wrong. That's wrong. And you know, like I think it's important to know that. Like, you know, and like you sit, like a lot of people will sit there and say, like, if you're, if you're just being complicit with racism, then that kind of makes you racist, which is pretty damn true. It's pretty damn true because that means you haven't decided how you feel about it. And that's a problem. Yeah. It's the dude that's, and dude, I've, here's what I will say when, for me personally, and I didn't expect to go down this road and I'm heavily drugged, heavily medicated right now. So this might not come out well, Awesome, but we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. Yep. Whenever Kaepernick first started to kneel, it didn't make me mad, but I was like, that's a little disrespectful. Sure. Um, and I was like on the – I don't really care what is – I don't really care. I, the NFL is going to lose revenue before it because of it. And I was always on this side of he's employed by the NFL. If they want to kick him out, they can kick him out because they're sure. losing revenue. Dude, I get it now. And what we're doing is we're looking back and going and – they're saying protested like like uh excuse me um protest all you want but don't riot it's like you weren't saying that when Ka- when Kaepernick was right. was protesting you weren't saying protest however you want you were saying protest wherever you want but not there right and then before that when King was dude doing nothing but peaceful stuff and marching in the streets they still got they right 
he was still got assassinated. You we, know? we haven't come that far from it. And that's that's and, what's truly interesting. But but you just you you actually just illustrated your exact point. So you didn't know, like you didn't understand why Cap was kneeling like that, right? But you educated yourself to get a better understanding so you understood, oh, okay. This is where his intent is. Whether that, you know, you can argue that all day long, but like his intent was nobody else listens to any other goddamn thing. Right, right. So now what I have to do is, for me personally, like trying to be a dynamic person, is I have to think about Kyrie. And dude, I think that Kyrie is a flipping crackpot, bro. But yeah. um, here's where I'm coming from in this. He's, he's came out early and said, I don't know if I want to play because of all the systemic racism. And sure. my first inclination was, are you crazy, dude? You're making millions of dollars to play a sport and there's, and the NBA has done nothing but support you. Why don't you want to, why don't you want to come out and play? But then I just take a step back and figure out where they came from in me because same thing I did with Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. It's exactly what I did with Kaepernick. You're, why would you not want to play? The NFL is paying you millions of dollars to play a sport, to live your dream. Even though you're a black person, you're so much more, privileged than I am because you have these millions of dollars. So I, I, I don't know what to do with Kyrie's right now. I don't yeah. know what to do. Um, there are a lot of, because my first inclination is to say, dude, he's crazy. He's a flat earther. Yeah, he's always been weird. Like I'm pushing yeah. all this to the side. Sure. You know, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know if in five years, if the riots stop and people settle down and nothing changes and some kicks back up, everybody looks at Kyrie and goes, we should have been listening to Kyrie. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do with it, and I have to work that out in in myself. But I, man, I, I, I just there's there's a lot to bring it full circle. I have to with anything that's happening in moral issues like this. I have to take my first reaction and try to find out where that's coming from. Correct. Regardless of whether it's a reaction where I where I agree with them or I disagree with them, I have to, or I it comes from a place of of dude i've never felt like i missed out on something because of my race or i've yeah. never felt like i've been treated a certain way because of my race i've never had that yeah um i, I have to figure out whether or not my reaction is something is because i've never experienced that before yeah or if it's or if it's legitimate um or but if i agree with something because i've because maybe i'm going too far the other way and i just tend to i like it's not it's good human to nature say i agree with everything that you say because i don't want to be racist here right you have to think through that and you have to come up with 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 what you believe is equitable and dude i've, I've had a lot of conversations with with my black buddies in, in that like try and break down my barriers and my preconceived notions and my uh um what i've just grown up thinking my entire life and trying to break that down and change the way that i think mm -hmm. um so I, I, I don't know. So to bring it all full circle, dude, I think that's the best thing that anybody can do for themselves is just challenge themselves and just read something that you don't agree with. Yeah, and just be better. Like, I think the ultimate goal is just to be better. Like, just to do your part in some way. You don't have to necessarily go out and protest. You can go pick up garbage, for God's sakes. Like, you know, your point is, and I think it's really important, is to just try to make the world a little bit better of a place. Like, we treat this planet and every other damn thing like shit all the time. That's yes. just what we do. Like, as a human, you know, race that's what we do but i'll say that you know those little things can make a big difference and you know it, it breaks my heart to see some of this stuff but the fact that so much is on video now and everything is the best possible thing that it could happen because people are seeing hey or people yeah people are seeing for themselves like hey these people aren't making this stuff up like these people are targeted these people do not have a fair shake and that's not that's fucked up 
And that's not how this society is supposed to work. And, and Dude. it's like what we were saying. We haven't really come very far in all of this. And I, I agree with you. I, I really, really think that education is the biggest part of this and understanding specifically how you feel. Why why is racism unacceptable to you? And you're doing yourself a really good thing here, I think, personally, by spending the time to get to understand why you jump to X preconceived notion and Y preconceived notion. And, and what does that say about you as a human? Like, that's what we should all be doing is taking a good look at outside of ourselves and saying, why do we keep our fucking mouth shut when we see someone getting the shit kicked out of them? Dude, yes. And like, honestly, it's freaking hard. I went, I went for about a week whenever I first started of like really delving into it and see what's going on. And then I just got exhausted and had like a week of apathy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just was like, I don't want to talk to anybody about her anymore. I don't want to watch the news. Anna was, Anna was showing me a Netflix documentary that she wanted me to watch with her. And I was like, I don't want to watch that. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I feel like a piece of garbage, you know, but yeah. it's, it's exhausting. Like it's not the Facebook dopamine kick that you're going to get on and where it's going to just shove everything that you agree with in your face and you can read something and go, yeah, I agree with, with that 100%. Let me repost that. And then Facebook's algorithm goes, okay, that guy likes this. We'll feed him more of this. You sure. know, it's the opposite of that. Like you're not kicking yourself with dopamine constantly you're like chiseling the marble that is your body and it hurts you yeah. know and that is your mind that hurts and, and man like i'll tell you personally like i've had and you know this like we've talked about this before but like you know the my early 30s and everything have been full of introspection and, and you know some depression and some things like that where i really really struggled to find my myself as a person and but i've I really have felt that spending the time to do so is necessary. So I understand how I feel about things and why, you know, how, because I, I look at it this way, like, you know, we, just, we talked about at the top of the show, I have a newborn son. How am I supposed to encourage him to make this place a better world if I don't fucking know anything? Dude, yes. How am I supposed to tell him, you know, like, you know, I'm always going to let him make the decisions of, of what, you know, how he feels about things on his own and, and arrive to them the right way. But I, I think I can help him in a better way growing up by helping him understand how to arrive at an actual opinion. Like these opinions that we give up, even on this show, for example, are not just half cock things that we feel like talking about. Like typically we're well-researched and we think through these things. Why shouldn't we be applying the same things to these racial issues and all that stuff? It, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it's something that I, I have personally felt that while we've had this time out from sports has been a very good use of my time. Yeah, I really have. So I agree. I agree with you. I think that's a really good way to look at it. You know, we're again, we are the probably the least last two people that should be covering this topic. But yeah. I also think that staying away from it is exactly the problem. Yep. So I, I, you know, it's you know, we can't come from a place of perspective, but we can we can come from a place of the intent is doing better and, and yeah. hoping that we can do something that helps the next two or three people see those views aren't acceptable anymore. Right. And dude, I'm, I'm a, I, my mom's full blood Latino. I look like a big white guy, dude. I'm a big yeah. six foot four white guy. Um, my, every single one of my neighbors is white. Yeah. I live in a white neighborhood and I will never understand the stuff that my, my black brothers and sisters go through. But dude, I have to try. Like yes. I have to try like in the same way that I'll never understand what Anna goes through because she's a woman. Right. But I have to try, yes. You know, I, because I want to, because I want to have that discourse, and I want to have that relationship with her in the same in the same way that I want to have a relationship with, with not exactly the same way, but like I want to have a <laughs> yeah. relationship with everybody. You know, yeah, absolutely. I want to be a good person, I, dude. I want, 
I've said it before. I want millions of people at my funeral because I want to have changed that many lives and made the world a better place for that many people. And dude, the start of that is looking inside myself and saying, how do I understand people more? How do I understand people more that don't look like me or that don't think like me? Yeah. And how do you look at it in a sense of where you're, you're not looking down on people because that that's another thing too, is like, you can't like, that's the part that kills me out is you can't shame people into not being racist. That's not how it works. Like these are like, none of us are born racists necessarily. You know, like, you know, I guess there are extenuating circumstances there, whatever, but as a general rule, that's learned behavior. That's, that's, that's social behavior. That's shown you for, for whatever reason, that feeling like that is okay and acceptable. And it's just not, I don't know if you saw this video the other day, but it, I really, really took so much pleasure in it because it was, it was in a, a barber shop and this guy walked in, he, uh, this guy was sitting in the barber chair, getting his haircut. This guy walked in and walked up to him and said, turn off that end music and said it a couple of times or whatever. The guy finishes getting his haircut and, you know, stands up to the guy and was like, what man, you can't be saying that. Like, come on, you know, like what the fuck? And, you know, kind of confronts the guy. He's like, you want to go outside? And this guy just beats the living shit out of that guy dude, for being dude. racist. And, it, dude, it was so gratifying. And it's like, that's that's not what I want either. Like, that's not what we're looking for. But, like, just just this. Well, I know. I'm with you. But, like, you know what I'm <laughs> no, saying? No, like, I, feel, I feel you. I feel you. We're not looking for a mob. Uh, we. They're not. Like, nobody's looking for a mob mentality type situation here. This isn't like the people of Springfield, for God's sakes. But right. what, <laughs> what we are looking for is someone that's going to stay. say, hey, that's a fucking nuff. That's enough. Yeah. And that matters. All those things matter. And everyone that's going to step up to do that matters. And including myself. Yeah, dude. Being racist has to be absolutely outcast. Being racist should put you on an island by yourself where you're where you're isolated. And it yeah. doesn't in this day yeah. and age. It doesn't. It's sad. Yeah. We're just not there yet. And it, it you know, but we can try to be better. That's all we can really do, and we can try to understand. And, and and I think you know you'd said it too. Like I think it's important to really try to understand what that would feel like, and try to find empathy there. Try to find true empathy for people, because man, like I, it's funny. We joke about this all the time. Like people generally suck. Like humans in general suck. Like everybody is really just generally terrible. But I do find this world incredibly comical because everybody everybody's just trying to be a little bit better than the next guy. But what it really is, is just maybe slightly less worse. It's not really better. It's just, you know, like my neighbor has an eight foot pool, so I'm going to have a 10 foot pool. Show him, you know, like it's that kind of thing. But like, you know, this world is, is generally comical in that way because that is how humans interact. But like this whole thing where it's like not having true empathy and under, like being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's the part that I have no patience for is you're not even spending the time to try to understand what someone else went through for you not to act like a jackass. It's right. pretty easy. Just don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> but also don't let things just go because that's not right either. So right. there's we all have a part in it, man. It's a crazy time. It's a crazy thing to be diving into. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to get into it a little bit. I think we're going to talk a lot more about it with Kyle and some guests and whatnot that we have coming up here in the future. Now that we're kind of back on the road of having the show, uh, we may not have basketball for a little while. So you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to be talking talking about this stuff. Dude, I didn't even know we were going to get down this road. I didn't I, either. I thought we were going to I thought we were gonna just talk basketball this whole time. Yeah, that went, to, that went to hell fast. I blame you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but this is the point, though. Like, we, no, we wanted There's to be off. To like, we right. did not want to be off. Like, it really sucked that the timing came. 
but we're not afraid of talking about this stuff and we're going to keep talking about it because that's the other thing is that this can't just go you know you had mentioned like oh we don't want it to just go away and then five years be like oh well you know uh, everybody should listen to Kyrie like this has to stay front and center for anything to actually change yeah yeah exactly and I'm not saying don't don't hear me say Kyrie's right. What no, that, no, that was not all about. No, not at all. What do yeah. I do with 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 That's an when example. somebody acts differently than the way that I expect him to act? Yes, and you and know? to Kyrie's point, I mean, he got killed for all that shit too, and like he was really yeah. just trying to illustrate the other side of it and a really important side. And I mean, man, you know, I will never stand up for Kyrie for in most situations, but like <laughs> he he did kind of unnecessarily get killed there, and he was really just trying to pr- like raise a good point or a good question that nobody else seemed to want to want to ask and yeah, yeah that's 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 admirable in and of itself it's not very like him but it's very admirable in and of itself yeah so for sure all right man it's been an hour let's get the hell out of here and stop wasting everybody's time it's not a waste of time by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> I the two more hours. waste of time episode that we've had ever <laughs> maybe but never yeah i feel you man uh, i i appreciate you having me back dude i mean it's your show too so i mean you know i appreciate you having me back and hopefully kyle will find a way to plug in his computer and be back with us next week Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get out of here. Later, man.